0: Hey guys welcome back to Gilmy talks this is gilme again i'm having a fantastic day it's finally not freezing in canada right now i just want to say thank you for tuning in and thank you for listening this week's guest is the one and only rowena way uh rowena way is a drag queen out of kingston on Ontario. she is the muscle barbie the queen queen of wheat and the first drag queen on a can of alcohol in Canada. I think that's pretty pretty cool. And here's a little shout out. Uh, March 4th and 5th, two different dates. She, you can see her live in Kingston on the 4th. Peterborough on March 5th with Rowena Way Presents Isis Couture i think i am getting this all right uh the canada's the winner of canada drag race season two is going to be in those cities that is awesome just go check all those all those girls out because they always have a fantastic show a couple things before i start start this epi episode go check out my sponsors doing fine kitchens if you are in london ontario they're open go s- Go, go support because everything's opening back up, back up, guys. So go s- support one of my favorite restaurants in this uh, in this city. You can find them inside Dundas and Sons Brewing. While you're there, pick up a well, well, a couple brews because the beer there is amazing. I absolutely love it. And batsinthebelfryart.com for any of those gifts that you need for that special someone or friend. A loved one, anyone—the her commission work is absolutely amazing, from dogs all the way up to transformers and basically whatever your little mind can uh, can uh, think of. And go check out Ghost Jewels for 30% off any purchase with the promo code Gilmy. If you ha- are a ring guy like myself, you're gonna absolutely love it there. So I just want to say a big thank you for, to Rowena Way and go check out the queen of wheat beer available in LCBOs right now because I'm going to get it I'm going to try it out and it's going to be absolutely amazing because hey beer is good and I will talk to you guys on the back half Good morning, good evening, good night. How is everybody doing out there? This is me again, and I have on the line somebody who is absolutely fantastic. I have Rowena Way, the muscle Barbie, the queen of wheat, and a podcaster herself. How are you doing?
1: I am doing very well. How are you, Justin?
0: I am very, very good. Oh, and I forgot to throw in there a fantastic person because we've been talking for a little bit before hitting the record, as I like to do, kind of just break the ice, before the red button goes on, because some people clam up as soon as that it goes. But I do not <laughs> think we're going to have that happen today. I so, don't think
1: I've ever clammed up in the history <laughs> of my life.
0: <laughs> oh, I have had some guests who just do the yes or no answers. And that is a podcaster's nightmare. <laughs> but first question. Okay. Okay. To, talk, so to start off the show, I just want to say congratulations on being the first drag queen on a can of alcohol in the province of Ontario that is sold at the LCBO, which is a monopoly in Ontario. And I'm not really sure how they're legally able to exist, but that's a whole other story. But congratulations on that. And let's just start talking. How the hell did that happen?
1: Uh, well, first off, thank you. Thank you so much. Um, it's, it's, been, it's been a weird process for me. Um, the, it actually happened almost almost entirely a year ago now. So it's been a year in the works kind of coming into being the LCBO and it just, just got in there last week. Um, some people have been telling me that uh, it's been in LCBOs for a year. What are you talking about? And I was like, no, The LCBO and LCBO convenience are two very different things. Um, One is the government. The other one is people who just own little franchises and want to support people. So cheers to all of them for putting me in their stores a year ago. Um, How did it come to be? I I got approached. So I did a drag show with uh, Spearhead Brewing Company here in Kingston, Ontario, um, back in 2020 for Valentine's Day. And, oh gosh, 2020, two years ago. Um,
0: (laughs) Pandemic time just flies by, man. Exactly.
1: It was pre-pandemic. It was probably my last happy thing. No, I did a drag show with them. And in the front row of that drag show, there were two very young kids. And they were going to their first drag show with their parents. And the president of Spearhead, Josh Hader, was watching and checking out his first drag show as well. And got inspired by just how happy these these kids were, being able to be in an environment that was inclusive and they were able to see representation for queer people. And sometimes in smaller towns and even in bigger cities like Kingston, you can't find it. It's very hard to find representation. And after a year of doing shows with them, they reached out to me. They're like, we want to do a partnership. We want to partner with you on a beer, and we want it to support a queer organization. And we want you to choose the organization, and we want to put it in the LCBOs. And lots of hard work, lots of pushing, lots of emails, and we're here. We're Amazing. here. Amazing. I'm now on a beer can. I'm on an award-winning beer on a beer can in the LCBOs.
0: That I'm is elated. That is fantastic. That is truly fantastic because it's I'm genuinely surprised it took that long because one, you look amazing on it. I'm just saying. Um, And it's nice to see, as you said, it, representation out there. Like um, I have friends from every community and every background and being a forty-year-old straight, straight white, old, old white dude, um, I get a lot, lot of backlash because most, most of us suck. Um, I'll be <laughs> flat-out honest, um, <laughs> but let's not go there. Um, one thing I do, I do want to want to really ask because I've never asked any any drag queen I've talked to or or anything. How did you first decide to start doing drag? Because it's not um, not really a hobby or a lifestyle that people see a lot of, unless it's definitely on stage. It's just and in in Canada, five years ago, I can't even think of a drag show, let alone multiples. And now I'm seeing them pop up in Toronto, London, Kingston. Um, all I know there's one Ottawa-based. Um, and I know over the past two years has sucked, but for any live, live enter, enter, entertainment, but when did you start, start, start doing, uh, doing drag?
1: Uh, I was out in Edmonton, um, six, six, almost six years ago now. And I was, I was dating a drag queen and I was going to drag shows at the, the gay bar there. And I was feeling very, I'm a very artistic person. I like music. I like dancing. I like singing all these things. And when you move to a new city, you don't know a lot of people. You're maybe outside of your comfort zone. You lose some things. And I had lost my artistic side. I wasn't doing anything artistic. I was uh, in school. And I got inspired by all this drag that I was seeing. And I was like, you know what? I could do that. It's it's such a combination of every art form. You have makeup, you have fashion, hairstyling, dancing, you can sing, you can lip sync, you can really do everything with it. it it's theatrical, it's grandiose, and it really is, it really fits my personality. Um, I like I like being bigger, um, larger than life. I think that it's fun. I think it engages people. Uh, So I spent a boatload of money on makeup and I tried to teach myself self-taught drag queen. Um, There was a lot of rough patches at the beginning, but it really, uh, it just allowed me to express so many artistic feelings and artistic goals that I had cooped up inside me. Um, Some people might say that drag is a weird avenue to take for that. But as a part of the queer community, drag queens are really, uh, they're the front runners of change, or at least they're some of the visible front runners of change. There are a lot of people working, a lot of people working in organizations, but drag queens are visible. You see them. They stand like six feet tall, seven feet tall in high heels, parading their shows of confidence. And I wanted to be that.
0: I'm just going to say this. I've never really met a shy drag queen. Um, and they normally are so friendly, outgoing, welcoming, and just lovely.
1: <laughs> I mean, there's all sorts of types. Um, oh yeah, I I've met a lot of uh, shy drag queens actually. But once you put on the makeup, you transform. And for a lot of people, they do drag because they are shy as their as their non drag selves. And then they put on the makeup and it's like a mask and they can go out and perform as this character, sometimes the person they want to be. Um, and so you kind of, uh, you, you get to know the drag queen and then you get to know the human behind the drag queen.
0: Okay. So it's, you're portraying a character, but, or it, it could be like from the wrestling world when you just be, be yourself out there, but turn it up to you at 10.
1: That's, yep. that's my drag, for sure. I, I'm less of a character, more of just amping myself up.
0: Oh, yeah. And I've tried to find YouTube clips of you. And uh, the only thing I, I could really find was uh, from your site. And you look to be having a blast on <laughs> doing it. It just um, you cannot fake that that smile in any way, shape, or shape or reform, but, and how was it going out the very first time?
1: Um, so my first time in drag, I, uh, I was actually working as a personal trainer. It's part of how I got my name. Um, but I went out to work on Halloween in drag and I trained all of my fitness clients that day in drag. And in heels. Um, So I was in drag for 14 hours that first time I was in drag. So I'll say it's exhausting.
0: Mm -hmm. Um,
1: But I went out to the bar after work. And from all the people there who I knew who did drag, you just get support. People see someone trying something new and they want to give you advice. They want to give you, I mean, compliments where they're able to be given. It's hard to compliment something that's that rough. But... It was very supportive, and it just made me want to do it again.
0: That's awesome. Because I'm... Like, I grew up being 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 a, well, a goth kid in the 90s, and just using eyeliner, I had troubles with. Um, I was not talented with it. It just, I basically did the whole guy liner thing right under the eyes. That's about it. Maybe a line out, that's it. I can't even picture the effort the makeup would take. And a listener uh, question here. Um, We're just wondering, how does a masculine structure affect outfit designed, designed for more feminine structures? Like he was very, he was very curious how the clothing works. Because is it all custom made? Is it bought? Because being myself, I'm 6'2", so finding something just to fit my frame, because I'm putting it in my own head, head, head space here, I don't even know where to start looking for, for anything anything like this.
1: Well, when I first started, most of my things were bought. I, I did not know how to sew. I did not want to spend the money on having things designed for me. So I went out to places like value village and uh, phase two, which is the place we have in Kingston. Um, and I would try to find things that were stretchy. Okay. Because things that were stretchy would fit on my chest and shoulders because uh, generally when you think of like female frame, you think like hourglass. So, very even hips to shoulders and then like a smaller waist. Now, when you're in drag, you create that shape with padding and with corsets and with bras and all of that stuff. But you can't change the broad shoulders of a more masculine figure. Um not to say that every every male presenting person has broad shoulders. There are a lot of people who can just slip into women's clothes and I am jealous. <laughs> it would have made my life much easier. Um, <laughs> But uh, as someone like me who has broad shoulders and no hips, finding clothes that fit was often very difficult. So I did eventually learn to sew, at which point in time I was able to create things on my shoulders that would fit. And you learn how to uh, change that more masculine structure into something that looks more feminine. So often on men, that's cutting off your shoulders a little bit. Um, I don't, though. I kind of play it up. My persona is the muscle Barbie. I like to be Mm -hmm. seen as a muscular woman. So I tend to emphasize some of those parts that other people would get rid of, like thighs and shoulders and arms.
0: Oh, yeah. Because it's just uh, big. The questions that I've actually received for this interview is how it's done. But I don't really want to get into that because it's taking away the magic. If I you, mean,
1: I think it's, I yeah. think it's interesting. Oh yeah, it, because you, I mean, like I have essentially two couch cushions on my hips to give myself hips because I am just straight down, yep. and I have a corset cincher on that takes my waist from like a thirty-inch waist to a twenty-six-inch waist. Like Ooh. it's. it's not that
0: bad.
1: But like everyone, everyone in drag is a different level of that extreme. Like you can not do any shaping, but then there's people who literally corset train. So imagine like getting your waist down to like half its size. Where do your organs go? But I don't know. Um, People who put on two or three layers of padding, massive breastplates. It's It's all an illusion, and the fact that a lot of people don't notice that it's an illusion makes it even better.
0: The Odyssey awaits in what honestly has to be a first for Gilme Talks. Gilme has a new anonymous sponsor who goes by the name The Matchmaker, who is the guy behind the intriguing new promotion out of Toronto, Ontario, New Frontier follow the new frontier on facebook for all the latest news updates and the matchmaker plus upcoming events, streams merchandise and much much more yeah because i like i've seen the before and the after and i am just truly and utterly amazed by by these uh, by these people and it just it's just really interesting how much work goes into creating the character because just like becoming a your true self or just as a character that you really want to portray it just like me um my my back half looks like I'm just has have 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 a fucking sharpie line up line up back there my wife's been telling me that for about 20 years and she's one of her favorite things is uh yeah, you're gonna need one one of those old man cushions one one day for uh, sitting down. So, <laughs> Walmart
1: Walmart has good cushions.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. It just um, <laughs> she loves me, but also she is sarcastic and funny and uh, likes to like likes to uh, point out my foibles, and actually something really interesting. My wife has never heard that word before ever until last night. Yeah. She (laughs) seriously had never heard that word. I'm like, how, how, how how have you never, I know I watch weird, weird things on TV, but I've never heard anyone not know what that, that word is like.
1: need to read fantasy novels and.
0: She does. All of that. That's all she reads. I'm like, how did you not hear this? It's, she doesn't listen. Not listen to my show. Uh, she loves that I do a show. She is my number one supporter. She can't listen to my voice recorded and talking to people. <laughs> and just, she she can't she she can't do it because I'm. She tries listening to the show about uh, this that the other thing and she's like yeah no if it was anyone else you're great at it I I love that you well, you do your thing but I can't listen to you talk.
1: <laughs> my my partner is the same. He's like i cannot listen to your podcast <laughs> just talk to me in person thank you
0: <laughs> yeah oh yeah it's um she loves me telling her about the shows but and perfect perfect segue 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 and your, your podcast what what's the maple tea when when did this uh, actually start
1: um i think it started back in i want to say summer of 2020 um My, uh, one of my really close friends here in Kingston and fellow drag queen, Tiffany Morgan, uh, reached out to me about doing some online content during the pandemic. And I of course said yes, because I was bored out of my mind. Um, And we decided to talk about the only thing we're both experts on and that's drag. So we have a podcast, What's the Maple Tea? That... Talks about RuPaul's Drag Race and Canada's Drag Race and uh, anything that's going on in Kingston Drag and just kind of whatever we feel like talking about because we have no idea how to stay on like a podcast script. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um. So we just we just chat. It's really it's kind of like our therapy. We just chat for an <laughs> hour every week, and but the interesting thing is we record it live. Oh. So it's actually, uh, people can watch it and comment on it as we record it. And then those comments are included in the podcast when we upload it to all those servers.
0: And where would, where would and and anybody find it? Is it available everywhere or is it just on one, one? Yeah, it's platform? available
1: everywhere. Podcasts are found.
0: Ah, good. Because that's my biggest thing. I, I tell podcasters, make sure people can find the show. Like. Make sure it's on Boom Play, so you get African lessons, and sound on, so you get Chinese lessons, and um, there's more than just Apple and Spotify, guys. Really, yeah. It's and true. to be honest, I'm not a fan of either of those platforms. There's better apps out there, guys, and that are easier to use. Like Spotify, this month finally got a, a reviewing option on their podcast. <laughs> And they've been having pod. They've been, It's been a podcast server for like five or six years, and you can finally give a a show five five stars. So go so listen. Go
1: give this show five stars.
0: I I I I was going to say uh, go check out what's the uh, the the Maple Tea guys and give it five stars. Get it up those up those up, up those rankings because it's a fantastic show. It truly is. You guys seem to have so so much fun. I may have. It- yeah.
1: Definitely a riot. It is, oh, yeah. it is it is just really fun.
0: Yeah. And one thing I I do really really want to ask is about your uh, your uh, character, the eyebrows. <laughs> I got to ask. They are very very pronounced. <laughs> Why did you make that decision for the the character? Because I I know it's over the top, I know. But yours really, really stick out.
1: Um, well, so my drag eyebrows are, um, I mean, used to be even sharper than they are. But uh, <laughs> it's because my character, like I, I say that my character is me just heightened. My character is truly, I don't know if this is an explicit podcast. My character is.
0: I am. A, I, I am. I'm 18 plus. Yes.
1: Oh, perfect. My character yeah. is a bitch. She is a bitch. <laughs> as much as like in Kingston, we have this thing where when we ask people how they're doing tonight, everyone replies, fuck you, bitch. And it's true. <laughs> it really is true because I am a bitch. When I'm on stage, I'm a very nice person, but I'm also a bitch. I don't know how those two things go hand in hand. Um, so I,
0: I was a bartender for 20 years. I understand. Yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah, I used to be a bartender as well. Maybe that's where it come, comes from. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. <laughs>
1: but so I uh, I draw my eyebrows to be as bitchy as possible. That's, that's essentially it. And I almost always, for some reason, I don't know why I've hooked on this, but I always try and like fade them into my face with glitter, like some sort of glitter color, and so they just stand out. Well, oh, as... part of my face, they're just there. <laughs>
0: as my daughter says glitter makes everything better
1: glitter does make everything better yep she is correct yes yeah
0: just because the amount of times I've went to work and uh, have forgotten that we were playing playing makeup before um yep yep when you were currently working in an auto shop and uh, yeah that uh, got noticed real quick. <laughs> <laughs>
1: lots of people have children you have painted nails
0: you have makeup mm-hmm. yeah. oh yeah yeah they they stopped questioning me it just kind of whatever oh it just justin okay or Gilmy. me what are you doing now <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh yeah that that got a couple couple shock looks <laughs> whoop just fucking in hey guys how's the day going just like, hey <laughs> <laughs> they didn't want to say anything but it just kind they're of like do uh, you
1: know do you know what's going on here
0: uh working working with a bunch of uh as I like to call them all alphas and I yeah. and I say this to their face with love they're wonderful people but they're all all alphas and I am not laid back laid guy back. except uh for the past little two years <laughs>
1: oh yeah no one's been laid back for the past two years
0: oh no just watching the news and it's like what now what can we had more murder hornets we've had this we've had honestly somebody said oh well somebody just keeps going going back and back in time and stepping on weird rocks and just weird stuff just keeps getting getting worse and worse and it's like yeah they went back to stop the murder hornets and then a new variant came out or this happened or this and oh yeah, that, that vault, that volcano happened in the Pacific. And it's like, okay. All right. It just, yeah, just kind of a what now kind of thing in the past two, two years. I think everyone just kind of burnt out a little bit and just like, I just want to go back to shows, man. It's going to be fun. Exactly. Yeah. But, I think the truth be told, the end of the tunnel is in sight, I hope, because I don't know about you, but I want to go to live events again. It's been a long time since I've just seen a band play. Not a good, not a a good band, just a bar band. Just go in and there's somebody playing live music. I mean, I
1: can't wait to be in live events again.
0: Yeah, because um, I'm gonna gonna drop this news for my listeners um if it if conventions are are a thing this year guys oiw podcast network including yomi talks and some of our our other shows are going to be out on some convention panels for the first time and that is yeah that is a huge thing uh still in the works with with everything and who's going to be there and because we have months to figure everyone's schedules out but i think it's just, just think that's very very cool that how the little, couple little little pod podcasters who started literally talking at the kitchen tables or basements or bedrooms or wherever they record and now we're going to be talking about why we do podcasts
1: that's fantastic so yeah. i might have to check out a couple conventions this year
0: oh please do <laughs> because my biggest nightmare is hey, we got a panel. No one shows up.
1: <laughs> well, I mean as, as as someone who does plays dress up on a regular basis. I mean, conventions are amazing because everyone does dress up.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, and even bringing I, me, the wife, wife and kids have been going to Forest City or London London Com, Comic-Con or traveling and we had to go check stuff out. Maybe grab a, uh, a panel panel or, piano or a two. There was one. Um, this was pretty much set up as an anime cosplayer convention, and they had their biggest speaker. It was just time time bad timing. Biggest comic book speaker versus the cosplay parade. It was me and two other guys talking to my favorite comic book writer he just he left the table just sat with us in the uh, crowd and he's like i guess yeah uh, they paid me a lot of money money to be here but um i guess everyone's watching the cosplay thing why are- and then he's just like why are you three here cuz we want to see you all right <laughs> what do you want to talk to you about and i'm like uh he's uh the same guy who did hack slash and why his name's uh, escaping me right uh, right there now but i can Yeah, I got it right there. Very cool, cool, cool dude. And he found it more funny than anyone else. And he's like, guys, don't even be nervous. Think how 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 I'm feeling right now. I had a panel. I'm the number one comic book guy here. And three people people showed up. (laughs) (laughs) So it was very, very cool. And one of those cool experiences at a convention that just randomly happened to people because All the people who dress up want it, want their, because they spend hours and hours on their costumes.
1: Weeks, months, people prepare all year for one convention.
0: Yeah. And people don't understand that. And, and some of the creepy things I've seen over, over, over the years, not cool, but for the people who are absolutely awesome out there, it's amazing to just watch them have that moment. Mm-hmm. on stage where they uh, They truly shine. They, they do just like drag.
1: <laughs> just like drag. Just like yeah. drag.
0: As a drag queen, what is one of the favorite moments that you've actually had pre pre forming?
1: Sorry. Do you mean like, like, be,
0: uh, let me re rephrase this. It's before you hit the lights when the, be, uh, okay. the before the show actually starts. Cause he was very curious about how it, how how the backstage element works more than 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 anything else. He's seen multiple shows. He's just wondering, what is it like before you actually hit the hit the uh, uh, stage?
1: I so I am what's uh, what my old roommate used to tell, call frantic drag queen. <laughs> um, I. And um, always on time for shows, but my like prep routine is never on time. So I'm usually like frantically throwing things in bags and like running through the house, running to the venues. I was doing a show in Belleville uh, a couple of years ago and someone else was coming to pick me up and they showed up 15 minutes early. And I did not have my face completely on. I didn't have my stuff in bags. And I think I literally ran up the stairs and was like, fuck that bitch for showing up early. And my roommate's just like, what is wrong with you? You've gone insane. Um, So I am usually frantic, frantic, frantic. But behind the scenes, so before the show starts, it's usually just me and the other girls or the drag kings like kikiing in the back, just chatting and usually drinking. We've usually either bought a couple drinks from the bar or some, someone's brought a bottle of wine and we're just sitting and chatting and there's a lot of there's a lot of like nudity there's a lot of uh, people like trying to glue down wigs and get things in place and yeah, there's drag is very um, very much banter like there's a lot of banter and drag either between you and the audience or you and the other queens and kings and in the back room, it's literally just us insulting each other constantly, <laughs> over and over and over again. We have no self-esteem issues, trust me. It's like, just, Ooh. um. So probably one of my best moments before a show. Um, I think, like recently I got to hang out with uh, um, this fantastic performer from Brazil who came up to Canada. To perform and she was hanging out with us backstage and she was really just trying to learn about what Canadian drag was like and like what drag in Canada was like and it was really interesting for me to be able to have this banter and be able to have these conversations with someone who I didn't really know but the I got to learn more about like their thought process behind drag and what they approached as their art form and how they thought about different numbers. But I was also really happy to see all these similarities between how people behave backstage is very much a friendly, supportive environment. People are really like psyching each other up to be able to go out and do their numbers and talking about the potential for future numbers. And well, what if you did this and what if you did that? And it's just, it was really fun and eye-opening. And I've generally try to keep my backstage experience like that. There's always some negative energies from some people, but like other times it's just really nice kiki. It's like just hanging out with friends.
0: Awesome. Because I've been I was a was a musician way back, way back when. And backstage can either be great or it can be nerve-wracking, terrifying hey, I don't have a single pick. Um.
1: <laughs> oh, there's always lost things. Oh, yeah. People forget their hairspray, they forget their lash glue, they forget their nail glue, but that's why it really is important to have, like, your little drag family, because <laughs> you have to feel comfortable asking. Like, like, I always, always forget my hairspray. Every single time. But Lilith never does, and Lilith Kane is another drag queen in Kingston, and I always have eyelash glue. I always have powder. I always have fans, like all these things. So it, and bobby pins. I'm the one with the bobby pins. I just (laughs) go to the dollar store and I buy hundreds of thousands of them. So it's like, it, you really, you have to get along. If you don't get along, it's not worth working together because it's just negative and you want it to be a good experience. Yeah,
0: because- it just sounds fun. It truly, truly does. Like I've, I've interviewed a lot of, a lot of people. I think this will be episode like two forty-five, two fifty, and I, I don't even know numbers anymore because they don't matter. Um, and it's just nice to see people enjoying their, their craft, enjoying their art, and that make, truly makes makes me happy and my own personal experiences have with with drag queens. I've never never dealt with a drag king yet. But they've always been great and very welcoming and trying to get me to drink. Um (laughs) especially while I'm at while I'm at working. Um oh just one glass oh no no I'm good I don't drink at work it's all good. Oh the
1: more you drink the better we look. (laughs)
0: <laughs> and before I do the Gilme Talks ten, um, is there any trick to getting a cleaner shave than this? Because I keep trying and I always got the five o'clock shadow.
1: No, no. no? The 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 answer is no. I uh I have a very thick beard. My beard grows in after like five hours. Um, so I shave down, I shave back up, mm-hmm. I bleed a lot. And then I use beard cover lots and lots of beard cover.
0: okay so. just because I I'm not a facial hair guy in any way shape shape or form. I just wanna trying to look for those 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 tips to get those like that that movie star shave and I'm like not I gonna ask.
1: I wish I knew I really <laughs> do because I would use it so much. <laughs> I think sometimes just hair is coarser and you gotta deal with it.
0: yeah it just. Yeah, uh, if I could somehow make the beard stop, I definitely would because I, I, I hate shaving, man, Mm -hmm. but I hate facial hair worse. Um, I have the worst Frenchman's facial hair you will ever see. Um, I'm missing the large gap here, so I can have that like big, thick, curly mustache if I want, but, and then my marker fill in the (laughs) app. And then my beard starts at my jawline, so that would look great. Just saying, um, mm-hmm. the Amish, the Amish look—I well, I think it's called. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now, time for the the Gilme Talks 10, ten yeah guys. These are just ten either or questions sent in by you, the listeners. I haven't got a new one in about two weeks, guys. So you got it. You got to keep them, uh, keep them uh, coming. So, first question: slippers or barefoot?
1: I'm wearing slippers right now, so slippers.
0: Awesome. <laughs> uh, sunglasses or hat?
1: Oh, sunglasses.
0: Three meals a day or five? <laughs> five. <laughs> five. <laughs> Personal trainer, always, always goes, always goes goes with the five small meals a day for me. I'm Uh, sorry, small,
1: small meals.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's only so much chicken, uh, chicken, broccoli, and sweet potatoes. I can personally eat, but yeah.
1: Yeah. Apples, small meals, apples, carrots.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Me, I'm lucky to eat. Twice, twice a, twice a day. Most, a, most times, just because I'm bad and I tend to forget.
1: I can't, can't. If I don't eat, I get very hangry. <laughs> I am a Snickers commercial. That is for sure.
0: Oh, <laughs> right. online shopper or the mall? The mall,
1: because then you get to try things on, and it's like a fashion show.
0: Ah, a uh, couch or recliner
1: couch when i'm watching tv recliner when i'm reading oh very nice on a recliner you can like put your feet up and yep hook yourself in
0: no I just i've never tried reading in my recliner yet it's new i don't really get <laughs> to sit in it too often <laughs> cake or pie cake daisies or roses roses mac or pc
1: oh uh... PC.
0: Pants or shorts?
1: Oh, the shortest shorts.
0: <laughs> I had a feeling. And number 10, pirate or viking? Oh,
1: um, uh, I'm gonna go with pirate simply because I love Johnny Depp.
0: Yeah, he is awesome. He yeah truly is.
1: And I don't know if I could deal with that much hair on a Viking.
0: Once again, I'm I'm not a beard guy, so uh yeah.
1: I like I like the beads and the dreads and the All that fun stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He does have a very distinct look in, Mm -hmm. in every single one of those movies. And then every single one of those movies, it's different. Every movie. Yeah.
1: And not just him. I like pirates, but yes, pirates (laughs) over Vikings.
0: Yeah. Well, this is the part of the show. I ask, I ask where, where can, can my audience find you on social media?
1: Um, I'll keep it easy for everyone. I am Rowena Way on all socials. R-O-W-E-N-A-W-H-E-Y. Um, that's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, my website. Yeah, everywhere.
0: Yeah. Somebody who makes it nice and easy. My last nice guest had uh, seven different handles for her every single show show. And it's no, like, it's
1: I've claimed it. No one else has my name. I am the only one probably because no one else wants it. But that's OK. <laughs> hey,
0: you're talking to Gilmi. Gilmi talks. And if you look up Gilmi, it's just me. It's nice.
1: It's nice to be the only one.
0: Yeah, which is also weird because then you think, why does nobody else want? Oh, oh, want this
1: <laughs> no my goal was just be big enough that no one else could take my name
0: oh ah, so, yep. there we go and once again thank you very very much for coming on i truly a, a appreciate the time and this was absolutely this was a blast chatting
1: it was uh, it was thank you so much for having me
0: once again, big thank you to Rowena Way for coming on the show. I had a blast talking talking to her and learning all all, all about drag. And go check out, out her beer at the Queen of Wheat because a portion of the proceeds does go to a good uh, cause. So go check that out. Once again, check out Cirquecasters for the shirt for the podcaster in there, in there, you guys. Go check that out. Lots of cool de- designs there use the promo code gilme me for a 10% off. And I just want to say go on Spotify, guys. They are finally doing reviews and if you can give me a five-star review there, get this show show back on back going back up those Canadian ratings because I don't ask for reviews or followers all that much, but I probably should do that do that more. So I will talk to you guys on the next one. Bye guys. guys sorry to interrupt this wonderful interview you are listening to because you know what you're listening to one of the podcasts from the oiw podcast network and if you like this show you know like gomy talks knights of the squared circle alliance pro wrestling network it's time to fight podcast and that's my horrible impersonation of Matthew Terry. His show, he does a lot better. Straight Talk Wrestling, MLW Rewind, Diary of a Wrestling Fan with Phil Chase, Wrestling with With the Johnners Podcast, Swah Wars Scumbags Podcast, Shooting Up North with Lewis Carlin, The PD Skills Show, Dill Mania, Good Brother Morning, Where Is My Mind, Count it Out with Mike and Tyler, Dark Side of the Elite, Chokeslam Report, Wrestling on the Rise, and so many more, and more coming. But you know what? There's only one place you can find all these great shows. That's www.oiwpodcastnetwork.com.